my bed is like my workspace, which is supposedly like super terrible for you, but like whatever. Yeah, no, that that's the, like here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like yes, make your make your sleep space. You're only supposed to use it for sleep and sex, I guess, whatever. <laughs> Bold of you to assume. Um, <laughs> but like if I'm not going to sleep anyway, I should at least be comfy while I'm marathoning right? Letter Kenny. Like exactly. fuck right off. Exactly. Welcome to May We Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by my solo co-host, uh, Bubs. Hey! Now, usually we also have Shaheen on the podcast, but he is stuck doing all sorts of dumb work things. Um, but he did leave us a few notes in the run sheet, so we will do our best um, terrible impression of him uh, when it becomes relevant into our podcast. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. We also love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MayWeGeekAgain or MayWeGeekAgain.com. Oh, wait. Yes, MayWeGeekAgain at gmail.com, though MayWeGeekAgain.com will just take you to our SoundCloud. And of course, you cannot, we will always post the uh, episodes to Reddit in case you enjoy long-form discussion sprinkled with GIFs. And I refuse mm-hmm. to call them GIFs. Um, Correct. This is, we're going to be talking about the 100 episode 10 of season 6. Um, yeah, great to have you here, bubs. Thanks. Happy to Yay. be here, as always. Hooray! <laughs> um, now, a little bit awkward to, for just the two of us to do an icebreaker game, but we're going to do one anyway. Um, and in light of this episode, how about what childhood memory would you throw out of? The, would you agree to throw out of the airlock? Like maybe I don't know if maybe you're not. It's not a painful memory, but maybe one that you wake up in the middle of the night. You're like, wow, I'm still really embarrassed about that. <laughs> Thirty years later. Yeah, okay. Um, So mine isn't like, it's not so much embarrassing. It's, um, so when I was little, um, I was staying at my aunt's apartment. I don't even remember why. Anyways, I was at my aunt's apartment and we were being babysat by somebody. And so um, we ordered pizza. Mm -hmm. And since I was like a big kid, I was like, I'm going to pay the pizza man. And so the babysitter was like, okay, great. Go pay the pizza man. So I, like, I took the money, and I went, I opened the door, and I was like, I'm so mature. This is, like, so cool. And um, they're, like, $14. And I was like, okay, great. So I, I had, like, a 10 and a bunch of ones. And I'm like, 14 Here you go. $14. And the pizza guy just, like, looked at me. And I was like, okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> and, I was like, and he just looked at me, and I was like okay and I just like closed the door while he stood there (laughs) and I didn't I was like that was weird and then the babysitter was like did you tip him and I was like did I what I didn't I had never in my life heard of tipping um and so so then my babysitter explained it to me and I felt so bad like so so bad that like I collected all the quarters for my piggy bank and I put them like behind all of my stuffed animals and every single night for like a year I prayed to God that he'd give them to the pizza delivery guy (laughs) they would just like magically like move because you know God can do those things like Santa yeah that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense um and I forgot about those quarters and I was um 
I was moving out because I shared a room with my sister at the time. So when I moved across the hall into our quote unquote guest room, um, I found them and I was like, God damn it, God. <laughs> that was the beginning of me not believing in him. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that I would erase that. Yeah, I would erase so that because. to believe in God again? No, that was only the beginning. But it was just like, I felt so bad for years, <laughs> like years. <laughs> um, yeah. So I tip really well now. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So throw that one out of the airlock um, so you can stop feeling terrible about it. Yeah. Um, shit. Well, now now that I had one in mind um, that was about pants peeing, but now I kind of <laughs> want to do the, the one, since you're talking about coins, I too have a coin story. Um, I can't remember if I told on the podcast before. I think I was in like preschool or kindergarten, maybe. Um, and I had found a penny and I want to say that we had like some sort of like teacher's assistant at the time. Mm -hmm. And I, looking back, I think I had a little crush on this teacher's assistant. (laughs) Um, now that, you know, I can provide adult context to Uh, that, but I was like five or six or something. She looks special. (laughs) She looks special. There's there's just something about her. I don't even remember her name or what she looked like, but I distinctly remember this. And I remember finding a penny like out on the playground Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is money. And, you know, to like, a, you know, a five-year-old that, you know, any amount of money is all the money. Yes. So I was I was like, well, I'm going to give her this penny, but it's gross and dirty because it's an old penny. So I put it in my mouth because I was going <laughs> to clean this penny. And uh, we were all like, we came in from recess and we were all sitting around, you know, in a circle on the ground, you know, uh, the, the circle drawn out of masking tape because uh-huh. that's what happened in in Montessori in the in the 80s and I swallowed it because you know can't trust a five for a five-year-old with with a penny in their mouth um and then apparently I just started sobbing for no reason no one knew what it was and I was like you know I didn't choke on it but like I was choke sobbing and then my mom had to get called and it was a whole fucking thing um I mean, I imagine that the penny is no longer inside me. Um, we it, it did not seem like enough of uh, worth enough to really go looking for it. Um, so yeah, so I swallowed a penny and started sobbing because I had a crush on a teacher's assistant. Um, so I guess we can throw that one out of here. Like I feel like it wasn't like a formative. Mem- I don't think that removing it from my mind space would like affect who I am today. Oh my god. I mean, maybe you would have actually choked on a quarter if you hadn't learned your lesson. Exactly. Been like, well, that didn't work. (laughs) Um, Did did it hurt going down? Not that I remember. Like, I think it was like, like, not nearly as painful as like when you swallow like too much of a jabby chip. chip. Yeah, it was definitely not because at least this was smooth. Like, I'm sure that I felt it. But like, I don't think it was like overly painful. Okay, hopefully. Maybe. Anyway, well, now that we've had weird childhood stories on this podcast, you want to start talking about this fucking TV show? Yeah, let's get to it. Pitter All patter. Right. Pitter patter. Uh, episode 10, season 6, uh, Matryoshka, I guess. Uh, I'm not good with uh, Russian, but it's the translation is those little Russian nesting dolls. Um, Matryoshka. Matryoshka. Um, I don't know. <laughs> are you drinking vodka? Oh, I wish. Honestly, shots of vodka. What could go wrong? Um, are you drinking anything? I am. I'm actually drinking your favorite beer. Oh, God. Is it a fucking IPA? No. Oh. Oh, actually my favorite beer. Actually. Not that, not that you're being beer. a dick. Yes. Um, Lef? Yeah. Yay. Blonde or brune? Blonde. Ooh. For the hot weather. 
Yeah, exactly. Nice. Uh, it's also, delicious. As those always. are not joking. Like Belgians are not fucking around. No, they're, they're the best are, beer makers. They really are. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, got sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> the episode was directed by Amanda Tapping and written by Drew Lindo. Um, what what was your overall take of this one? I loved half of the episode. Um, I <laughs> what half? <laughs> oh, can the audience guess? <laughs> um, I mean, it's just that the sanctum stuff, like too much of it, were plot lines that I'm just really not interested in. So that part was hard, and we'll talk about that later. But um, the other half was just like to me the show at its best, obviously in my opinion. Um, but it's just like I felt so many things, and I was at the edge of my seat, and there's like moments where I thought like characters were actually gonna die, right? And like that they like legit would have killed off Clark in this episode. I, and like, I felt Whoa. it, like, <laughs> um, and, and I never, not yet in the show, had I thought, had I ever had a moment like that where I thought that they actually might kill Clark. Um, so I, I don't know how they did that because, you know, I, usually you're just like, oh, they're not going to kill the lead. But this you were like, what? Yeah, I was like, what? Because it, it, this is like, okay, this is where subverting the tropes in terms of storytelling, um, comes into play because it's such a thing where, so it's like that, that moment where you think everything is fine, but then it's not. And then the bad guy wins. Like, it was totally set up like that. And I think that's why everyone was like, oh, my God, they're actually going to kill Clark. Um, yeah. But then they, they like, they didn't. There there was more to it. So I thought that was, like, really just well-paced and well-put-together. Um, so that part of it, I, I was just, like, all about it. And I, yeah, I've rewatched the episode, like, four times. Whatever. Oh, my God. Who cares? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that is my overall take. What about you? Um, I'm, I'm enjoying the back half of this season a lot more, um, which I I feel like is kind of not how a lot of the seasons have been going where, you know, we're, we're all in on the first half of the season and then things kind of peter out in the back half because we've kind of guessed everything that was going to happen and we're like, cool, so wrap it up. Um, so yeah, I'm actually really enjoying the back half of this season. Uh, I agree the stuff, uh, the, I, I think I came up with Beljarktavia Beal. <laughs> uh, that's 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 one part of the story that we're going to be talking about. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I thought that that was really good. And there were there were aspects of the sanctum stuff that I liked that we finally uh-huh. started fucking talking about. But yeah, like pretty much everything that happens outside of sanctum is the more interesting thing. Um, yeah, in my opinion, on on for this season. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's a good point about. Um, usually at this point, it's just like we're just watching all the chips fall into. The- place the way that we kind of like guessed you know it felt like oh they did all these things to get to this yeah and now we're just watching it all slot into place you know um and this time it it, it does feel like more of a natural story progression yeah where we, we don't really know what's going on <laughs> yeah because like i feel like we, i mean and there's some stuff where we kind of see where they might be going with it and then mm-hmm. everything falls apart but in a way that is not forced seeming um, yeah. You know, so when it does fall apart, you're like, oh, well, balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, All right. Let's, like, it's so, it's so weird without Shaheen here. I'm like, my natural thing would be like, so, and what did you think, Shaheen? But um, <laughs> he didn't add anything for the overall takes. Uh, I'm going to assume that he enjoyed it. Um, it that he's like also it. enjoying the back half of the season. So, yeah. yeah, I guess we'll see where this goes. Uh, Would you like to talk about Sanctum or outside of Sanctum first? Um... 
we probably have less to say about Sanctum. Should we start there? I mean, actually, we have, neither section is super big, but okay. we can start with Sanctum. All right. Um, so Sanctum. Uh, we've got Simone at all coming back, um, casually telling Abby her kid's dead. <laughs> what was, um, like, was she trying to actually be, like, another, mo- like, was it, like, a mother to mother? I could not put that together. Yeah, like, I don't on. know if she was trying to be, like, hey, you know, you should know that your daughter's dead, or if she was just being a fucking cunt. Yeah, I um, could, I can tell. I, or both. Both mm-hmm. could be true. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Um... I think it's interesting that we finally got other people sort of learning that we, we got to see what it was like for these other people to see that they are, that the, that the primes are not gods. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it didn't end up being a ton of people. And I think that there's a reason for that. And we're going to see more people finding out because I don't think mm-hmm. like if, if it's a cult, you can't just be like point a finger and be like, Hey, this is a cult. Here's all the evidence to it because people will just dig in their heels harder. Um, exactly. As evidenced by current political climates where you're like, <laughs> hey, this is objectively not the fucking truth and no one cares because it's just about their team or yep. not wanting their entire existence to be exposed as a lie. Like we're yep. very sort of protective of our own realities. Um but so we have Riker with like three people, three of the nulls, um, mm-hmm. you know, finding out. And then we've got uh, Echo and and um, Gaia, who, where the fuck has Gaia been? I think you actually have a note. Was Gaia chilling in a closet somewhere coming out at night to eat crumbs like a borrower? Yes. Um, can you explain that reference? Um, well, have you seen The Borrowers? Or I, I think there's a book, too. Is that the one uh, with the mice or is that people? They're people. They're like tiny little people. Oh. Um, and they live like in the cracks and stuff and they come out at nighttime and borrow things. (laughs) Um, but yeah, what the fuck has she been doing? (laughs) I I assumed that she had gone out into the wild of the planet. Um, and I was like, well, is she dead now? Like, because she has no practical skills. (laughs) Um, but I guess she was just hiding. I guess. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about her quote unquote banishment uh, when, <laughs> when we get into the prison room kind of where not to be whatever. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, there's a few places in this episode where it becomes painfully obvious that Sanctum has been without like legitimate crime for so long mm-hmm. that they're kind of dumb about dealing with quote unquote criminals. <laughs> where you are kind of like, cool, so let's put everyone into the same jail cell and surely they will not talk to each other and formulate plans or anything. <laughs> like Exactly. Or like, but also I felt um, when Gaia gets in there and she's like, okay guys, this is the plan. I'm like, what? If, it, it, like, you think that nobody's listening? Like, obviously Sanctum isn't actually listening because like you said, they like have no concept of crime or that people are wily or that whatever. <laughs> um, because that's not the environment that they were brought up in. But at the same time, you would still think that Earth crew, having been through ev- all the shit they've been through, if would be like... they're truly as bad as you say they are, like, maybe keep them separated. Yeah, exactly. But, like, also, like, Guy is just, like, giving out the plan out loud. Like, I'm like, wouldn't you at least wonder if the Inside room was bugs? Or, like, or that they're listening? Because, duh, they put, like, there's two people missing, they catch one of them. You don't think she knows where the other one is? Or like, speak just trick. listen. Like, yeah. use your use your fucking secret language, for fuck's yeah. sake. 
I mean, they do at the end, but still, like, I was just like, what if somebody's listening, bitches? Like, <laughs> I just, yeah. I yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but rewinding a little bit, we're in the shop with Riker. Um, oh, wait, no, there was actually one note that I wanted to make. So, so uh, I can't remember. Was it, was it, um, was it Russell who said the dream of Sanctum is already dead or was no, it? No, Simone. Simone said that. And so as soon as I heard that in my head, the dream of the 90s is alive in Portland started to play <laughs> in my head. And I was like, um, and that, that totally, and with all of their like, sort of like shabby, sort of colorful, but brown clothes, I was like, this could actually be Portland. Maybe it's just like a really, really elaborate Portlandia sketch. And like someone at some point is just going to like put a bird on it and say, every time you point, I see a penis and we're done. Oh my God. Is that my, I'm the only one who saw that. I, I mean, I, I did not see that, but I see it now. Okay. Um, yeah, I could sort of like see like someone from Portland thinking they're joining like a, um, a co-op farm yeah but really it's a cult and it just takes a little too long to like figure that out exactly exactly you're too busy drinking kombucha to see you know see what's really going on yeah um all right so we go into Riker's shop do you think that he I mean apart from the fact that he knocks out Echo at the end like do you think that he was actually on board to like expose yes um I think that he he has a lot of guilt. We've seen him have a lot of guilt. And, like, more than any other prime, he's tried to stay connected. And um, he's tried to stay connected with um, the families of the bodies that he takes. And um, it's, like, part of it is, like, he's keeping the illusion alive with them that he's in there with whoever their family member is. Um, And it's for his guilt. But he's also, like, providing comfort. is that good or bad? Like, is I, that... I think it's both. Is that morally defensible? It's, I don't or is think that it's, selfish on his part? I think it's, like, it's all of the things. Like, it's... I think he has guilt. And I think that is the important thing. And that's what's driving stuff. Um, and so, if you, if you look at everything through the guilt, um, the bad part is that he's still doing it. <laughs> but I think it's, like, he is, like, the... He is the one that, like, you can kind of lean on um up to a point to up to a point yes um but i think it's he he was like the tool that they needed because like as you're saying like ideologies you can't just from the other across the aisle um scream out your views and get someone to listen and and um believe what you're saying like you you have to have someone with from within who they trust um to start sowing the seeds of doubt basically. yeah um, which is what Riker was doing. Um, but yeah, I don't, what do you think about, like, the morality of his situation? Um, I feel like he is, I feel like he wants to do better. Uh-huh. Like, he does, like, you're right, he does have this guilt, but at the same time, you know, he is used to jumping through time in bodies, and so he's like, well, you know, if, you know, if I, I'm trying to think, like, it's, He's it's still like afraid to, to die. Yeah, like, he's still afraid to die, and he still, you know, sees himself as sort of above the nulls. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, he kind of wants somebody else to be the bad guy. Like, he's like, cool, so I'm going to tell them, like, you know, what is actually happening. But, like, when it actually comes to doing something about it and holding other primes accountable, he's like, 
it seems a little messy. Um, <laughs> I think he's not, but like at the same time, I think we also have to remember that he um, and everyone else is not have not dealt with like a lot of violence. So maybe it is that aspect of it that like he can't stomach is like the outright violence because he's never he's never seen it. Or he hasn't had to in a very he has, long time. He hasn't had to. So, like, he's not, to him, you know, we, we talk about, like, I told that story about how my mom um, ate her pet turkey without knowing and was, like, <laughs> horrified. But my grandmother, having grown up on a farm in Kansas, was like, well, Would we had a, a turkey. Bitch. It was Thanksgiving. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, you know. What did you think was going to happen? Exactly. And so it's like. You know, to my mom, it was traumatic. To my grandmother, it was delicious. Like, so I think, like, for, for Riker, um, revolution, it's it feels like the right thing, and he thinks it's the right thing, but how they go about doing it is the part that, like, he can't stomach. He doesn't want that. He, he, he likes he likes the, 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 end, the meatballs at the end, but he doesn't want to know how the sausage gets made. Yeah, basically. And and also, like, I think he, he has a naivete from not having dealt with any of this stuff before to think that they can, like, like he says, he's, like, peacefully. And, like, Echo is, like, peacefully. Um, is that your Echo impression? <laughs> you know it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, like, that's too. But at the same time, I'm probably giving him more leeway because he's, like, super hot. So. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask about that because you specifically oh, no, I have don't. a note in here, in, in, in the document, about him being hot. And so I'm he's like, delicious. well, he's I'm curious about, you Oh, know, totally. Yeah. Okay. So as long as we've also established that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That you might have some bias. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> um all right so so all that shit happened and then so let's actually talk about sort of the lunch and then we'll actually get into the prisoner stuff um yeah. so there was a lunch um and then you know can we just eat lunch in peace um and then which just made me think of someone saying like right in front of my salad um which if you've heard of this meme i had no idea where it actually came from so I looked it up. Have you heard about this? The right in front of my salad meme? I know where it came from, but I have to tell like you tell your story and then I'll tell my story of where I thought it came from. <laughs> okay, okay. So it came so this this meme came around uh starting in around 2017 according to according to the historical record of the internet. Um except it was from a gay porn film that was a little bit older than that. And I guess that there was some woman like the premise was she was like eating like at like a table or a bar at a restaurant and then she noticed that like the waiter and cook or someone, you know, was were like having sex like just across the other side of it. <laughs> and so she was like right in front of my salad and you're like <laughs> That that's what it was. Um, her being upset that these, uh, you know, waits, kitchen workers, wait staff, uh, were were having were having butt sex right in front of her salad. And she was upset I it was, about it. I thought it was lesbian porn. No, no, gay men. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that is hilarious. And I mean, I would feel the same way unless you were super hot. And then I'd be like, okay, fine, whatever. Carry on. Carry on. I will continue eating my salad. Yeah, exactly. Um, Because then it's not gross. If they're both hot, it's not gross. Oh, so only, only sex with gross, with, with not hot people is gross. Yeah. We're going to get some letters. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's gross for me to watch. It's not gross as like a thing in the universe that's happening. So, uh, so gross people can have sex. You just don't want to see it. Yes. Okay. That's fair. I support them being happy. Just not in front of just your not in front salad. of my salad. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Okay, so what I thought that meme was from, in which I repeated to people spreading misinformation, um, I thought that girl was Ruthie from um, Real World <laughs> Hawaii. Oh my god, the so one with I, Lyme disease? Wait, is that Ruthie? No, that was, was that mine? Fuck, I don't know. It's been a long time. I like bowed out, I think, around Miami. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> um, I she was the one with like the drinking problem, I think. But like, um sh- the girl in the video looked like Ruthie. So I immediately assumed, you know, like someone just eating a salad and being filmed, it has to if it's not a stock image, um, it's it's real world. Um, because that's the only reality TV that I actually watched a lot of. Um, and so that's what I told people, and it turns out that it was actually from porn, so <laughs> I'm really sorry to all the people who have repeated that it's really from the world. <laughs> and then everyone who does know is like, are they, re- are they stupid? Do they not under? Do- have they not seen porn? Do they not? Yeah. It, yeah, basically. Yeah. But no, I learned this from Know Your Meme, too. That's where I finally figured out that it was not. <laughs> yeah. Porn. Um, so one of one of the dudes, uh, one of the nulls comes in and then slices Simone across the th- in, in you know the throat. Um, it was kind of really interesting to see Russell and the rest of the primes um, sort of reactions to that. Mm-hmm. Um, because on the one hand, you know, obviously they were distraught. On the other hand, you know, they're used to death not being the end. Except they've, they really have kind of run out of Nightbloods minus Maddie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was something. That was something. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's like, cause I was having a trouble with, they kept like, oh my God, they died. I'm like, but they didn't really die. Like, why do you think so dramatic? And like, is there a shelf life that you have to like put the chip into someone, the mind drive into, into a host? Like, otherwise, like you could just put them in your pocket and carry them through the future a couple hundred years until, you know, you have enough night bloods or whatever. Yeah. Like, um. And yeah, exactly. So like, but I guess like what I remembered is because there's so few night bloods, um, there's, it's not for sure that they're going to be resurrected at the same time. And I think mm-hmm. that's what they're upset about. Um, all right. Okay. So let's see here. Um, do we, let, well, I want to, I want to bring in, uh, Shaheen's note that we should talk about, um, which has to do with, uh, the primes being God since, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly getting to the point where the rest of the rest of Sanctum is going to find out that they are not in fact gods, which like to us, it's so, sort of like a wild thing to be like, why the fuck would you ever even believe that they were gods? But then you're like, oh, I guess if like generation after generation after generation, like you, like your grandparents are like, hey, I remember these people, like they're moving through time. Like, I guess it would make sense that you would like kind of buy into it, even though I'm still just like, um, but whatever. So Shaheen had the question. Um, I'm not going to do an impression of him because someone will say that I'm either pedantic and or racist. Um, <laughs> in what sense uh, did they think the primes are quote unquote gods? What is a god? For reference, some of the common qualities of gods that primes don't have include is creator or first mover, has unkillable body, has supernatural powers, omnipotence, is beyond space and time, is uh, omnipresent, and is all-knowing omniscience. Hmm. I would argue, though, yeah, that they are in some ways, like, beyond space and time. 
Yeah. Or at least be on time. Like, they are moving through time unhindered. Like, yeah. they can resurrect, you know, after 50 years, after 100 years. Like, it, it is tied to this sort of weird physical body sort of requirement that they can't just, like, constantly be there. Um, and then all-knowing, like, they contain knowledge from Earth. Yeah. From hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Which is fucking wild. Um, we don't know what they're, like, what if they purposefully don't teach much in school <laughs> so that they always have that edge, you know, yeah. they're just like, well, this is that. And they're like, how'd you know that magic, you know? Um, yeah, there's a lot of ways that they can create that illusion of knowing so much. And of course, like having the mind drives, like we saw Joseph in Josephine's mind drive, her library of extensive knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I wonder if the mind drive improves knowledge, like, or not, not, well, I guess memory and by memory knowledge. Um, yeah, like, does the mind drive make it so that you not only can't forget, but that you can recall right? so much better? You that know what I mean? That's a great question that they have not addressed. Which, that's my question. Like, you know, because it's, it's one thing to acquire all this knowledge over a lifetime, but if you can't recall it, then... What's okay, cool? but, like, if it's all digital and, like, as Josephine shows, her mind space is very well organized, like, does that mean then that, like, they can at least seem like they know everything because they can access pretty much, you know, anything that they have ever learned? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say yes, because we saw with Clark how she learned how to ride the motorcycle yeah. and speak Chinese. So, there you go. So we'll go with the yes. So, so they are gods. <laughs> They are, and also, like, the unkillable body, it's kind of like, well, what do you mean by body? Because, like, <laughs> you, um, yeah, sure, like, the the vessel that they're in might be killed, but the next vessel is their body, too. Yeah. So if, if they're able to jump from body to body, then in that sense, they are unkillable. Hmm. Okay, so, sorry, Shaheen, um, they, they are sort of gods with an asterisk. Yeah, she like, means like has all these arguments, and while he's editing this, he's gonna be like, "Damn it, damn it!" Because I said this. He's gonna actually intercut himself and be like, "Well, actually," oh, I'm just gonna be like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Lucky, <laughs> lucky for everyone, I don't actually listen to our podcast. Um, all right, let's let's actually go into the jail cell. Oh wait, well, no, I'm gonna point that out in my in my well actually. Um, so let's let's go into the jail cell. Uh, you have a note uh, in all caps. Who is Abby to slap anyone? Oh yeah. Uh, she she's coming down like it's just <laughs> she killed somebody's husband she knew it was her husband so that she could have Kane back yeah she she treated that guy like he was the same way that the people of sanctum treated him like he was nothing <laughs> knowing that he would die and murphy all murphy did was find out that clark was dead <laughs> And then, like, help them. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I was just kind of like, really? It's, I, I don't understand the positioning of Abby. That's one of the things I'm struggling with because she's done a lot of shitty things. <sighs> and, like, seeing, um, like, the, the lead up to all of this is, like, Raven, like, being care like, you know, when, um, when they walked in from the spaceship, um, and they were just like taken, um, immediately to the jail cell and you see Raven like being protective of Abby. And I was just like, 
uh, why do you what <laughs> they didn't like have like this moment where they reconnected like sure the whole thing with Kane was sad but like I think that there was room for um Raven to be sad by herself and mad at Abby yeah because yeah it just didn't make sense to me that like um Abby was just like such a monumental cuntback <laughs> can we say that um <laughs> Um, she, you know, she did this thing that was terrible. Um, and I think we can understand on a level why she did it. Um, but it's but still like she doesn't get to be above everyone else then. She doesn't get to slap people. And Raven, I feel like Raven is always just taking Abby's shit. Like Abby slapped Raven. Like she takes Abby's shit. And there was shit, no conversation. And then she's still on yeah. her side. Which, yeah. like, dear Raven, maybe look into your mommy issues. Like, seriously, oh my god, like maybe that's or twenty nine. I don't fucking know how she how old she's supposed to be, but you know, maybe look <laughs> at that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, maybe it is just mommy issues. Like, just she's gonna get hit and keep taking it. I feel like so. So there's a joke last year on on Supergirl. That uh, James Olsen's mm-hmm. sister ended up joining, and and her character is like a psychologist, psychiatrist. I don't remember. I don't actually watch the show. I only creep on Supercorp. But with the mm-hmm. idea that like, ha ha ha, everyone in that show needs fucking therapy, so they finally like brought in a character who's an actual therapist, not actually to give therapy to people, but like that's the joke. And I feel like they yeah. need they need some like cognitive behavioral therapy with with you know with with these fucking characters. Just be like, cool. So let's do some trauma work let's let's talk about it let's you know let's not let it get us down let's maybe do some mindful meditation because like everyone's got some issues and it seems like octavia maybe octavia going through the you know the anomaly and then you know doing you know shooting up with with gabriel uh last episode um you know Mm -hmm. maybe everyone needs to do that maybe everyone needs to go on their spirit journey and and sort of you know (laughs) shed all of their previous trauma and emerge you know new butterflies yeah no i think so like so no i was thinking it would have been cool if like this when we're introduced to sanctum as this like pseudo um utopian society um it would have been cool if they had like psychologists you know people who like check in make sure everyone's like all happy and believing like or the like line. you know maybe or maybe that like to make sure that there are no like cracks in exactly in, in in the group think yes exactly um and it would have been really interesting to have all the characters like can you imagine like a montage of all of them um like just like little clips like murphy being like and that's when i realized i was attracted to my mom like, <laughs> you know? like all these little like clips to like get like more into their heads i think that would have been really funny since we are already leading into the camp i think that would have been like hilarious yeah um and then touching on like that would be great if like if somehow we end up on another planet next season like another settlement (laughs) um that would be really great if they had that like montage of everyone getting therapy and, and touching on their like inner struggles and yes i completely agree that ravens would be her mommy issues yeah yeah. And Abby's would be her 
terrible parenting? I don't even know. A- Abby's I got, a, there, there's a list. There's a list yeah. when it comes to Abby. Um, and I love that she was like, wait, my daughter's dead? And you're like, yeah, she's been dead, quote unquote, for a while, Abby. And you were too busy saving a man who did not want to be saved. And you knew that he would not want that. Like, that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the other thing is that, like, it wasn't shocking that Kane was like, this is bullshit. I didn't want this. Like, yeah. everyone knew ahead of time and were like, don't do this, Abby. And then, like, shocked Pikachu face, he floats himself. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, okay, so so we we are in the prison. Um, Abby slaps Murphy, and then uh, you know Raven tries to therapize, pasteurize uh, Murphy with with uh, what is it? Immor- the answer is not immortality; it's morality. Um, oh god! Yeah, how was your? F- you, you you did not like that. Um. Yeah, I think what I wrote was thank you, youth pastor douchebag Reyes. <laughs> Um, it just was so cheesy, like heavy handed cheesy. Um, I just don't like this. Like, I guess like Raven is Kane now. Like, yes, he, he gave her his bullshit crown. <laughs> she's wearing it. She's really taking it seriously. <laughs> um, so yeah, that whole morality thing. It's like, did you forget that you electrocuted Lincoln to torture him into giving information but that was different then that's all i have (laughs) i don't actually have like an explanation for that that's all raven has too um or the time that she tried to turn murphy in as finn to save finn's life yeah which Um, here's the thing like i will always take murphy over finn like (laughs) i feel like the women on this show have they are either cursed and or have terrible taste yeah like no we can say that for sure because blark isn't together so that doesn't apply mm, um so yeah they have terrible taste in terms of men um (sighs) big sigh sigh Sigh. um finn do you have anything else about about raven because i feel like the main point of this whole fucking thing was about shade hedda Oh, yeah. No, I have nothing more about Raven. Like, all season. There's literally, she's a shell of her yeah, former the self. end. With, um, with wavy hair yeah. and Sephora. Oh, no. I'll, I'll say one nice-ish uh-huh. thing. Where once it got back into, like, the computer programming and, like, being problem-solving, I was like, yes, finally. Let's get back to this. So that, I was, I was not excited. But in the context of how unexcited I was before, it was definitely a tick up. Yeah. Like, I was like, Yeah. I was like, "Oh, Raven, welcome right, back!" Like, like, and so it wasn't a it wasn't a lot, but it was it was much better than whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm hoping we're that we're gonna get some old Raven back fixing some shit. That said, Gaia being like, "Oh, I left Becca's notebook in Riker's mechanic shop," and you're like, "Wow, that so that's not an important book that you would keep on your person at all fucking times." Like, are you kidding right. me? But whatever. Anyway, so so we get into this whole Shade Hedda thing. Do you get the sense, like, I feel like the Maddie Shade Hedda stuff got, like, really cut, maybe? Like, it doesn't seem as menacing as child possessed by psycho ex-commander who murdered three of his flame keepers should be. Like, I feel like it, like, all of a sudden, like, we're like, oh, she's being possessed. Oh, she killed a bunch of people. Oh, she's being a bitch. And you're like, cool. So I needed more of that. 
Um, yeah, it was either that or just getting the feedback that people were just really not interested in this, um, this plotline, basically. Um, so they minimized how much was being shown. But yeah, I have a note in my, um, yeah, I have like a footnote about the editing as a whole being weird this season like for example like they cut a bunch of echo stuff too which obviously i'm not upset about but like it goes into the messiness of like oh jade was rescued from the tree i guess echo went back for her yeah like how did she get out of there i think i think clearly that was a scene that was cut um and so and then in this episode um drew lindo took over the hundred writers um twitter and he, so when Riker is telling the the parents and um, of his body, or no, of um, what's her face's body, um, I can't remember her name. Um, mm-hmm. D- Delilah's prime that took over. Um, that Delilah isn't actually in there with her, um, and and then the parent that um, gave his son to the tree. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Oh. Um, Drew Lindo tweeted in that moment that the dad that gave his son to the tree, like we got a clip of them in 607, but that was like a bigger arc that was cut out. Yeah, I think there were too many goddamn, like, again, like too many plates spinning. Too many plates spinning. Yeah. Because I don't understand the point of the Shade Hedda stuff. Like, maybe maybe it'll all tie in at the end. Like, that's kind of where I think that we're leaning towards is that, like, they're going to use whatever computer access they got, you know, to do, you know, whatever thing that they need to do to make the bone marrow thing. But then clearly Murphy and Raven had this idea that, you know, and especially Raven, that they're going to, like, use the computers to, like, you know, mm-hmm. get get the, the flame out of Maddie. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like cool so apart from killing some people and pissing off you know sanctum which they didn't they didn't need a child murderer to do like anyone could have started killing primes i don't understand the purpose of that i think it really just comes down to um the writers telling jason that like the 12 year old commander plotline was bullshit (laughs) and the fact that like it was a season that was talking about a tyrant like octavia was a tyrant um whether you understand where she was coming from or not um and showing you know the weaknesses of that kind of structure only to have a tyrant rise out of that but she's a good tyrant guys like it's fine well, um it just was a bad it was a really bad move and part of why season 5b was such bullshit in my opinion I th- um this this totally ties into sort of my next point uh, on this where like i was actually a flame you know a maddie commander flame um defender in the sense that like they needed someone that the grounders would follow but, like, the fact mm-hmm. that then they actually bought into it, like, the fact that, you know, uh, guy you know, gets brought into the into the prison cell and Miller's like, I thought you were banished. And you're like, really? We're still, uh. we're, we're going to actually pay attention to that? Like, no. Like, she's a fucking child. Or, like, um, you actually have a note in here also about, uh, you know, what happens when, when we get back to the mothership and she wakes her sleeping army. It's like, who's going to give her fucking access to the computers? Does Maddie even know how to work the computers? You know what I mean? So you're exactly. kind of like, they're they're sort of like treating her as this inevitability of like that she is quote unquote godlike and you're like actually she's a child. So just tell everybody 
It's just a chip. It's a really great USB drive. Yeah, it's you have to flip it around you know, both ways. Killing children for no reason. <laughs> it was just kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah. I that that was. Yeah. I, I took I took issue with that in the in the sense of like, you guys don't have to actually believe this, right? And I know that you yeah. don't believe it. So why are we pretending that like this is a thing? I completely agree. And that's like part of why like the Sanctum stuff was just really hard for me to even watch was exactly like Miller, you know, everyone should be like Murphy being like, uh, praying to garbage again. Great. Awesome. Um, it should just be that attitude because everything they dealt with in terms of the flame and just knowing that it's technology, like they're technology savvy. They know what the flame is. Yeah. Gaia knows at this point what the fucking flame is. And so for her to be banished by Maddie and being like, well, I was banished. I guess I'll go hang out in the woods until I can catch a ride back up to the Allegius. And you're like, why? Just be like, no, you're cr- crazy and possessed. Eat a d- fuck right it's off, like, child. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that, um, was really, that was just not. <laughs> it's just not, not working for me. And I'm going to need. Clearly, they're going to like tie it in somehow, but I, I'm going to need them to like recognize that like. No, you don't give her access to the computer. And clearly, they're moving towards taking the flame out. It's just a whole fucking thing. So, like, I think too much was left on the cutting room floor. I think they're trying really hard to, like, work it into the back half of the season. But them bringing it in here was just kind of like... And no one was watching her. Like, Gaia at no point was like, hey, so she's possessed by um, this really bad commander. Like, somebody keep an eye on her. And instead, it's just like, cool, let's let Maddie run loose and kill off crimes. And also, where's Jordan? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> and also, like, suddenly, like, shitheada is, like, a thing. Like, no one, like, talked about him before. And now it's, like, Amori's, like, oh, yeah, I know him. He, like, killed his flamekeeper. And, like, how did, how do you even know about him? Like, you grew up, like, exiled. <laughs> it's, shit like yeah. That. I mean, maybe Shade Hedda was, you know, legend passed down. But, yeah, I feel like of things to pull out of the story like that is one where i was like that uh, unless you guys wow me this whole storyline was super unnecessary yeah but i think it's gonna tie into something and my theory was uh oh it's not my theory um samara on twitter um was like oh yeah how did she phrase this but basically like the primes are gonna get put in the flame so that they can live forever together uh, okay, fine. I can, like, can't cool. you see that happening? Like, but, it, but then, like, who's it going to go into? Nobody. Because they're not actively doing anything. They're not they're living not together anymore. forever. Like, they're just kind of, uh, they're a turned off computer. We don't know how it works. Like, maybe they're in there, like, active the whole time. It's, like, solar operated. I don't know. Oh, my God. Was that bonsai sneezing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so cute. <laughs> um, all right. So... Let's um let's move along and just talk about I guess the part where they burn people at the stake and then we'll get into the Balark Octavia Gabriel. Yes. Um. Was that so? Was that a purposeful throwback to Becca being burned at the stake? Like, was there some connection there? Because I felt like, yeah, I. I mean, I feel like it had to have been, but then it was also kind of like super weird because we were meant to believe that that sanctum you know was very peaceful for a very long time and like the fact that 
it wasn't a bigger deal that they were legit going to burn someone at the stake. Like the rest of, you know, the Nulls and the Sanctum yeah. crew was just kind of like, wow, bonfire, never seen this before. Um, yeah. S'mores. S'mores. Um, and then it turns out that, oh, we're still going to kill this one dude, though. Yeah. Like. And, and I talked huh. about how, like, Riker hadn't dealt with, like, all that stuff. Meanwhile, like, yeah, why, why are people being like, oh! burn at the stake like you know like that's uh, it was hard for me to watch and i knew it wasn't real for that it was real <laughs> it i mean yeah burning at the stake is that's not a good way to go Mm-mm. Mm-mm. oh no um i wouldn't pick that i mean i i would pick it above being eaten by the tree maybe oh for sure like, it um, seems at least a little bit faster than that. Yeah, but. once your nerves burn, you don't feel anything anymore. It's really- but I f- feel like burning at the stake seemed kind of barbaric. Yeah. Like, why don't you just fucking kill them? You know what I And, you know, oh, the purifying thing of fire. Shut up. Like, shut yeah. up. That is, that is mumbo jumbo. You, you want to kill the person. You want to have vengeance. You're angry. Yeah. You're angry. Like, at this point, you are just torturing. It's not cleansing. It's torturing. Yeah. Um, I agree with but, that. But, you know, Russell is, I, 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 Russell's kind of a piece of shit in my, <laughs> in my expert opinion of pieces of shit. He's kind of thin-ish in the way that, like, he thinks he's good and he in some aspects tries to execute that good but because of that um he excuses all the things that he does uh is, oh is he, is, is he a meta commentary on you know like a mediocre mediocre white dude who can who believes Ooh, he can do no wrong maybe, maybe you know? accidentally probably maybe <laughs> <laughs> um i can see that i believe like that. simone being like coming back at the very beginning being like what the fuck happened he's like i'm fixing it and you're like are you bud are you because <laughs> well, it seems like you're just making things worse and i love sort of the the lack of self-awareness irony of him being like they're all savages they they're gonna they're gonna kill us they're gonna they're gonna make us violent meanwhile bonfire burns people to the stake yeah burns people to the stake cool um cool so i you know i i don't I guess clearly where we ended this was some dude died and they have 24 hours to make night blood out of bone marrow. Yeah. And maybe some sort of sneaky something to get the flame out of Maddie, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. A question though, um, that came up, um, when guy was like, shade had killed his first three flame keepers and then was killed by the fourth remember how it was all like the flame the spirit of the flame chooses the next commander mm-hmm. how do we keep believing that after him like right where you're like wow clearly there's a flaw in the system or wow the, the spirits are dicks or yeah. maybe they viewed it as the flame keepers were found unworthy by the spirits maybe? i don't know i thought that was weird i mean i guess at some point there had to be a bad commander i guess yeah i um, and i say this as someone who actually really likes the concept of the flame storyline and w- and does not mind having it still in the story it's just what they're doing now i'm like well this doesn't make any sense yeah like why she's she's 13 like come on now seriously well no and like you said like it makes sense like you know i would like to see 
um, the grounder people who believe in it, maybe not Amori. Amori should be the one calling like shenanigans. Shit, what it is. Yeah, because she was ostracized by society. So she's she doesn't have an in. It didn't like protect her, but for the people that it protected, for the grounders we have, like it should be them grappling with um being like, but she's twelve and being kind of like swayed by the uh the space people by being like, oh well, okay, they see it differently. They're saying it's technology and having that like internal struggle of like having your faith versus like what you're seeing in like front a of good you. Parallel with, um, with the sanctum people d- discovering exactly. that. I mean, and maybe that's where all of these are leading in that both oh, ideologies oh. will be destroyed by the end, and or at least oh, laid yeah. bare. Um, but it, it gets it, it it's bonsai. It's totally meddled with when you have Miller and Jackson chiming in about the flame and like you know being like, oh yeah, what are we gonna do with like following or It's just you know, like you can just choose not to fucking follow the orders. That's that's an option. She's 12. wild. She's twelve. Come Use on. your brain. Come on, you're a grown man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um. All right. Let's let's move on into uh. Let's see, Beljartavia Beal. How's that? Is Good that, job. Is that okay? Yeah, but Beljart, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you did better yeah, than I did. you're welcome. Cool. Everyone's, everyone's good. Um, all right, so we are, I guess, sometimes in the mindscape, uh, we, we got a little season one throwbacks to weird bunker shit, um, and then, you know, some 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 sexy CPR later. Um, yeah. So you 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 had a thing. You love the throwbacks to the bunker. Oh my god! I yeah, I totally did. Um, I guess like season one is my favorite, and I know that that's not a super popular opinion. Um, but what I really liked about it was the adventure and the unknown, and like discovering all these things. So to me, like having that little um, what do they call it? It's like an observation um hideout or oh whatever. yeah, like one of the outposts um, or whatever. Yes. Um, it, it reminded me of season one and it, and it did feel like completely like a throwback. Um, so I thought that was cool. And it just like, it reminded me of the adventure that the show used yeah. to do. Yeah, no, totally. Um, which is, uh, you know, the flip side of that, I would say, or not flip side, but like to, to call into another season is, uh, you know, we have all of this time that we're spending in this, in this mind space or whatever, which, which is a little like, cheesy and and like ethereal for for this show like except the city of light in season season three like it's kind of interesting that like you know three seasons mm-hmm. later we're kind of bringing it back in but of all things it absolutely works for me um because it's because it's it's clark and josephine's chemistry i think that they did like such a good job with that mm-hmm. and like josephine of all like the new characters um I feel like she's almost like a Dioza this season where we're like, oh, I like her. I hope you don't get rid of her. Um, Because I feel like no one has really, no one really sasses Clark the way that Josephine has sassed Clark. Lexa sassed her a little and um, Rowan sassed her a little, but like not like Josephine. Like Josephine's, I think you have a note that she's a sociopath. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like that gives her like extra good sass ability. Does that make sense? Yeah. She's very, like, she does, like, play the voice of the audience sometimes. Yeah, where she's like, 
this is stupid. And you're like, I'm with you there. You. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Did I you, so, so when they're deciding to get rid of some memories and, you know, we get, we get this, this, this memory of Josephine and Gabriel in their first new sets of bodies, like the fucking, did you notice it as a parallel, um, with Kane and Abby, like, well, with Beef Kane and Abby, like they're both staring into the mirror, like Beef Kane and Gabriel, like were not cool with these new bodies. Like, did you did you read that at all, or am I am I the only one? No, I did not pick up on that. Um, but I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the wrong um, assessment. I mean, and and Kane I don't think and about Kane a lot, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, and 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 it seems that they made a note that Gabriel died, like Gabriel's original body died, riddled with cancer. Um, mm-hmm. Which which makes me wonder: is that a planetary thing? Was it just hereditary, and he was going to die of cancer anyway? Do people oh. live very long on this planet? Like, is everyone just going to die of cancer? Um, I feel like that was a that could have been like an important line, but I don't know if we're going to know. Interesting. Um, oh, I didn't even think about that. I think that's a great pickup. Um, because I, they were brought to Sanctum with Nightblood because of the two, um, sons. And I threw a fit in the beginning because I was like, oh, so now it's fine. Like, now they don't need Nightblood, even though that was like the whole thing. (laughs) Um, so it would be interesting if that did come up again. Um, if we started seeing that with like the most vulnerable people in the group, um, like, does everyone just get cancer on this planet? Well, the grounders do first. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, there was a line that I actually wanted to, again, from the mind space. Um, I think it was uh, Clark saying, you know, can't let the bad things define who we are. Only we get to define who we are. And it's kind of like, well, so this is a debate that we've had on this podcast a lot where Mm -hmm. your past experiences are actually what form who you are similar to why we would argue that there there's issue with the city of light because without pain you are not if you remove pain from your memories then you know are you still the same person because you who you are gets formed by everything and i know exactly Mm -hmm. what clark sort of meant by that um you know maybe not you know like I, I get what Clark is saying, like, don't, like, dwell in the bad stuff, but taken literally, uh, it's kind of contradictory overall if I'm if I'm properly channeling pedantic Shaheen. Um, if we're saying, like, you know, that these things matter or they don't matter, like, pick one, Clark. Yeah, I think I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think it's like, um, if we take it literally, and um, it's basically saying, like, Yes, all these things happen, and that's why I'm this way. But you can't call me a bitch, because I decided <laughs> I'm not a bitch. <laughs> um, but I think what Clark means is that um, it's like, we all have shit that happens to us. And like either we can um, take all that shitty stuff and like push out shitty stuff. And and say like, well, this all this stuff happened to me. That's why I'm shitty. Like that's that's why this is happening. Or it's like you take all this shitty stuff and you realize it's shitty and you don't want to do that to someone else. That's why they need cognitive behavioral therapy. You figure <laughs> out the shitty behavior and you kind of figure out, you know, how to reframe your thoughts around it. Yeah, um, maybe that's what Clark is advocating for. She is, um, you know, 
she believes in herself. I would say ahead of her time, except this exists now. So maybe she's, you know, uh, vintage throwback psychology, I guess. I don't know. Um, Yeah. A classicist. There we go. Classics. (laughs) Classic. She's the classic rock of of that. Um, So let's see. So the next thing that I actually just really have is the Bellart Corner. I didn't even take any notes. Because um, I thought that I thought that you could, you know, move us move us through all of the belarking that that has happened. Yeah, I mean, there was I some quality belarking. Oh my god, there was so much. Um, my girlfriend cried during during the CPR bit. She like, did. It, 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 yeah, it, she was like, she was like, I'm feeling feels, and I was like, no. Well, she's a big <laughs> always <old> like, <laughs> like big old yeah. ones, but you know, they did a good job with it. Like. Whether, like, yes, you can absolutely argue that that was, you know, not the most platonic thing uh, in the world, but regardless of romantic versus platonic, like, it was powerful. Yeah, it was, it was super powerful. And I, so I have, I still have zero hopes for romantic Blark this season. Um, But going into, like, all of these episodes, like, I didn't think we would get a a scene like that. So um, all of the little moments. Yeah, I, I was just like, what? Wait, wait. I like paused several times at Rewound immediately and was like, wait, wait, wait. Because like, at, like you know, immediately like Bellamy's giving Clark CPR and I was like, their lips touched! <laughs> oh my god! That totally like, counts! <laughs> it was like, it, it was, I didn't think their lips were ever going to touch and then they did. And yes, it's CPR. As people on Reddit were very quick to point out to me. Uh, and CPR is not sexy. Um, but I was not trying to say that CPR was sexy. I was just saying that there was CPR, and as a result, their lips touched. Which is that totally happened. You can't take that away. <laughs> totally counts. Totally made out. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, it was, I, I think that, like, we needed that moment because it was just kind of, season five, I, I really liked the beginning. Um, the second half of the season, to me, makes zero sense. Um, but like, so I, I guess I needed a moment like this because it was such a big deal that Bellamy left Clark after season four to die on earth. And for six years, he thought that she was dead and we got to see none of his, um, coming to terms with the fact that she died. It was all skipped over. So we don't know what her absence was to him. Um, because we only knew him without Clark for like five yeah minutes. and then oh, we're back on the ground <laughs> exactly and then it it just was kind of awkward whatever they did uh, um so this was like the scene that you kind of needed to reestablish that like they're very important mm-hmm. to each other and and seeing him like desperate like he's like i need you um, she's not dead. And um, someone paralleled these two. So in season two, when Lincoln was turned mm-hmm. into a Reaper, and then um, Clark's trying to bargain by saying that she can bring the Reapers back, and Lincoln, like, almost dies, which would have ruined the whole plan. Uh, but Octavia's there, and, like, um, Abby is um, trying to, like, mm-hmm. resuscitate him. And a lot of the lines are line for line. Uh, what Octavia says about... really. Lincoln are almost line for line for what Bellamy says hmm. about Clark hmm. in this episode. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I need, I, I can't remember because it was like a gift set that I have to find again. Um, 
so I thought that was interesting. But yeah, it was just like he can't fathom being without her. And there was this um, interview that Bob gave with TV Guide while at um, San Diego Comic-Con okay. this weekend. Um, I think it was like Friday or something. Um, where he was just like, yeah, well, like, he he can't really fathom being without her. Even though, like, at the same time, I was like, but all of season five, which it just, again, like, can we just erase <laughs> season five? It makes no sense. Like, there's just too much of a blip in terms of, like, the things that, the, the narrative threads that were just kind of lost. So I think he's kind of just also just, like, whatever, season five. Um, it's like, yeah, Bellamy can't really fathom being without her. Um, and so for him, this is like a desperate matter. He does everything that he can. And then we yeah. get to like the head and the heart thing. And, um, of course that's super heavy handed and I hate that like this has to be said like out the loud. Bad, he was like, and, the head and, and this heart. is like my, wait a minute, CPR. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> well, but, but it's like, it's like mm-hmm. such a literal thing now. And it's just, I don't like that it's a literal thing. Um, and also it's like whenever um, whenever people like, so whenever I'm frustrated with the show, they'll have someone be like, no, 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 think of it this way. And they give me this like very deep, like introspective, like, um, explanation of all the things that are going on, um, to kind mm. of like alleviate like my concerns. And I'm like, you know, that's like a really great way to think about it. That's like very deep. But you should very, like, it makes way. sense. It, um, but it's like, I'm like, I don't think the writers are thinking on that level. Like, I think that that's something that you have to create in order to, like, make sense sometimes. Um, because in in my because it's like scenes like this where they very like, oh, well, head and heart. So in case you missed it, where her heart stopped and he, the heart, came in and, like, made it beat again. Or you can also see it as, like, she became the heart and then lost it. And now they're switching back to, like, their roles that they had, whatever. Um, so, like, in terms, I, I really have a lot of suspicions whether there's actually depth a lot of the times. And it's because of, like, when they think they need to like spell it out like this scene because they they didn't have to say that like people love Bullark enough that somebody is gonna write meta and spread it around that like he was acting as the heart by making her heart beat and like um you know all the metaphors that you have around that like they didn't need to say it out loud in my opinion um and I don't think it adds anything to anyone who isn't looking at the Blark angle of it um yeah, I mean, as a as a non-Bullarker, um, you know, like it happened. And I was like, well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have quite as visceral reaction necess- maybe as you. Like, it didn't bother me that much. But at the same time, I was mm-hmm. like, well, that, I mean, did did we need to say that? Like, maybe, maybe, maybe stop oh, laughing your gums bothered. and and yeah. get get to CPR in. Like, yeah, limited limited uh, life saving resources. Like, not enough time. <laughs> like, you really you don't want to have brain death for for too long. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, he would have killed her with those, like... Oh, I have a whole note about the goddamn CPR. Like, whole, whole that's my well, actually. Um, <laughs> though though, I would like to sort of, like, call in... I think it's super interesting, and and so this this, this actually goes on to, to the Blake sibling stuff. Um, just to, just to jump, jump for two seconds, because we saw, like, basically, it's kind of like Octavia, like, 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 Bellamy banished octavia and was like 
fuck you, you know, whatever you are, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, some sort of like an addict with power and stuff like that. Like you can't see, mm-hmm. see your, see your bullshit. Octavia went through rehab, came back and was like, Hey, look, I'm clean <laughs> and, and sober and I love you. And, but there, you know, Bellamy obviously doesn't know that Octavia went through the anomaly and, you know, tripped balls with, with Gabriel and is now, you know, a whole person again. Um, uh-huh. Of things, I'm actually kind of really, I'm looking forward to the Blake stuff. And I'm, I was never much of a Blake sibling person. Um, Mm -hmm. And also to kind of see how Octavia reacted to Clark. Like they never liked Mm -hmm. each other either. And this Octavia was so pleased. Oh my god. Well, we know who Octavia would prefer as a sister-in-law. Like, and that scene was, um, I don't know, because you're not, like, a blogger who has, like, sat and watched every single gif ever. No, no, I'm um, not. But so, <laughs> season two, episode five, when, like, the hug heard around the world I remember happened, her watching, um, like, she was there, right? It was, like, if you, if you put them side by side, it is very similar to the point of being, I think, on purpose. Um, but they, they have that same, like, you know, it's a sibling, like, they awkwardly look away because gross, their sibling is, like, being mushy it. with somebody else. Yeah, and so, but, like, they're also, like, feel, like, the empathetic happiness of, like, their sibling being so happy. Um, So that was super cute. So, yeah, but, like, I agree with you that um, I'm really ready for them to have that conversation. And it's just, this Blake thing has been going on for six seasons, and we really, I really hope they have, like, a a good resolution for this. Yeah, and just that that makes the whole thing make sense because I wasn't happy when Bellamy cast her out. I thought that was like overkill, like just put her back in cryo, like right? something. Like I, it just I didn't really get that. Um and I'm the biggest Bellamy fan. Um it's just like it was too much. Um so for him like it was tough seeing him still like push her away, but like at the same time like they haven't had that conversation. So of course it's awkward. Um and I guess they're both like children with each other. Um, although he's supposed to be her parental figure, so that's not very parental of him. So maybe their progress that I missed was him becoming a sibling to her mm. instead of a parent. She doesn't need a fucking parent anymore. And like, yeah, I don't know. She could use some spanking, probably. Well, I mean, you know, Gabriel's single now, so mm-hmm. just saying, just saying. Um, saying. Uh, let's see what else. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about the whole lead up um, to that, which is like where Bellamy's awesome. Oh, right. Well, okay. So, so yes, the convenient, the convenient dark helmets that like let them, well, A, by this point, 300 years in the fucking future, 250, whatever. Um, first of all, yeah. those helmets would be ratty as fuck. Um, second of all, really, we're still wearing helmets. Like I would kind of think, at, at, which I know that the whole reason for the helmets is for this plot device of A, people can surprise other people yeah. and B, so that we don't have to see the stunt people's faces who are actually doing the motorcycle yeah. riding. Um, it's a bit of a well, yeah. actually, for me. I'm kind of like, I don't think you guys would still be <laughs> wearing helmets. Like I say this as someone who wears a helmet when they ride their motorcycle, but. Uh, You're a dork. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, but yeah, like Bellamy being like, yeah, look at me. I stole someone's motorcycle and took off the helmet. Now I've saved the day. So you want to, <laughs> do you want to speak to that? 
Oh, yeah. Um, no, totally. And it's just like, how did that, like, I was like, well, how did that happen? But I guess, like, Clark had knocked everybody out. So, like, while everyone was knocked out, I guess that's when Bellamy um, nabbed a suit, uh, which is how I explained it to myself. But, like, I'm not going to pretend it makes, like, it super makes sense. Um, but it is classic, like, season two Bellamy. And it is the Bellamy I like. And that the Bellamy I like is, like, a very, like, he's practical, action-oriented in, in the mm-hmm. mix. And um, he's not like the Kane figure that's like, oh, can't get my little hands Ugh. dirty. Ugh. Uh, I love Kane is still and- pissing me off from beyond the grave. <laughs> I know. I have no respect for the dead uh-huh. here. Um, and so I, I that, so that to me is like the Bellamy that's been missing is, you know, he got into it. Um, and so that was really nice to see. And anytime he has a gun, I mean, it does it for you're, me. You're into so, like, I'm into it. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So I was really pleased with that scene. And I also just like Josephine being like, you know, they're helping her and whatever. And she's like, okay, everybody, arrest them, kill her. <laughs> like, let's go. Which <laughs> is just like a classic Josephine. But yep. then at what point, like, when is guard lady going to get back and, like, let them know? Like, uh that was also a Drew Lindo um, tweet, which I thought was hilarious because another reason why like it works that Bellamy like infiltrated them and was like one of them is that they suck. They are the worst guards I've ever seen. But they, and like they, I think it's the they running can joke be the worst that, guards because theoretically the whole population yeah. is brainwashed, so it's kind of just giving people a job. You know? Yeah, so exactly. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, um, about and and so so there was a place um that I used to go to as a little kid called the Discovery Museum in, in Northern California. It was kind of one of those hands-on, you know, kids' museums and stuff like that, like where, you know, you learn science and touch stuff or whatever. And, Ooh, and, and the entire, um, the entire like kitchen staff area was actually made up. Like they, they exclusively hired people with learning disabilities, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that, you know, people, you know, given people jobs who, you know, otherwise might not be able to, you know, do you know higher level jobs or whatever but like this was something you know absolutely in their wheelhouse um and i wonder Mm -hmm. if if in this way in them being the guards it was kind of a a self-fulfilling prophecy because in in a way the primes looked down on anyone who wasn't a nightblood anyone who wasn't a host like looked down on them both physically but also mentally like they viewed that they were not good enough for you know that's all they were good for was like kind of manual labor um, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, blue collary things. And so, you know, probably kept them relatively uneducated. Not a lot. You don't want them to be critical thinkers because once people start doing mm-hmm. critical thinking, um, you know, it, their whole way of life would kind of fall apart. So clearly that was not included in their, in their studies uh, at weird, creepy preschool where they also have chains on the wall because that's what you do. Um, so like, is that it? Like, is it, is it that not the, not that the people are dumb necessarily, but they were raised dumb. Yeah, I think it is the combination of that and just like not having much threat to actually have to face. Like, you know, when when um, the hundred came down, it's not like they had a bunch of practical skills. Earth skills. Yeah, Earth Skulls, <laughs> Morse code. <laughs> um, they had to kind of, you know, the strong survive. The ones who could adapt survived. And um, 
they haven't had that um, natural selection bottleneck yet. And so, yeah, they're soft. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I can't remember. Do we have anything else for all of this? Like, do you want to like squeal a little about Clark waking up? I mean, the hug was like so amazing. Good, good hug? Oh, it was so good. Um, the way that she like, so a lot of people, even people who do not ship a lark um, on Reddit were like, I thought they were going to kiss. And I even thought they were going to kiss. I was like, wait, what is happening? Because there's like that. Like, like Pushing anything. their heads together, being like, now kiss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like a very charged moment. And then they hug, which is fine. And like, um, Clark just like she hugs him and then she says head and heart, which fine, whatever. <laughs> um, and then she just like she's like squeezing him and then she buries her little face into his shoulder slash neck and it's like so cute. Like it's it was your moment, you enjoyed it. <sighs> I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> um, I, am, I thought it was cool. I am glad as a as a non Balarker, but you know, surrounded by Balarkers, um, you know. I, I, I'm glad that you got this moment. I'm glad that you got fed. I would say I would say that this was was feeding. Yes, was, was you know nutritious um, and delicious. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm glad I'm glad you guys got that. Sassy. Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. But I I I don't know that we're gonna get more. <laughs> so people, hold on to your butts and <laughs> just be happy that we got this moment. <laughs> It was, it was, it was nice. It was good. Like, it was good for, for Bellamy to like, save Clark's life. Yeah, maybe he can stop hating himself and break up with Echo. Like, who knows? Anything can happen now. Anything can happen. Um, though next week is an Echo-centric episode directed by Bobby. Uh, Echo-centric in that, like, it has more stuff for her than probably any other episode but i think we've had a lot of her story like i think i think we're getting flashbacks though like i think there's a young echo right there is a young echo and i think we're getting um brenda song back brenda strong strong yeah 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 i I love her she's great yeah and Um, i think maybe rome too i don't know yeah, I wonder. I wonder what little what little back cameos we're gonna get because I feel like this of all things this season has been really good about like surprise and we're actually yeah. surprised. Yeah, like, I mean, I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Bob will do will do a great job directing. Um, I, they were all thrilled with his directing, so I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah. Um, do we have anything else uh, about the episode before we move into our well actually and petty dickery? Um, I don't think so. All right. Um, what well actually some petty dickery do you have? Um so when they're in Clark's mind space, um, Josephine says so this is right after you think Josephine's gone and it's like the fake out and she's still there. And Clark's like, How are you still here? And she's like, I use the surgical mesh. And I was like, did she mean to say neural mesh? Like, was that a mistake? Because mm. <laughs> like surgical mesh is actually used it's for like like, wound healing. Like, yeah, exactly. To like hold things together. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So I don't um, know if that was a mistake. So okay. I mean, yeah, it might have been that that wouldn't put it past the show. Um <laughs> so I've got two. Um one of them is uh when Echo is yelling at Riker to put a sight on her bow, which 
great idea, except um, if you're going to put a sight on a bow or a gun or something like that, you also then have to calibrate it because just putting mm-hmm. a sight on doesn't actually like I, I could put a sight Do on it. anything and like without actually knowing how the crosshairs line up with how it actually fires, it is useless. Um, yeah. So step one, I don't think that they would have time or space to then calibrate the bow, but whatever. And step two, how does Echo know even about scopes or how to use them or anything about uh, anything that's not a machete? Like, <laughs> or, I mean, no, she's like, she's good with a bow. Like, that's the other thing. She's good with a fucking bow. Like, she was taking out, she was helping Asgeta cheat in 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 the conclave in season four and she was like firing off some pretty pretty legit arrows so at that point i'm like do you need the scope is that yeah what was, that was the point weird. of that um i think it's supposed to show her like adapting but like give it a rest no one cares <laughs> i mean ugh. Ugh. anyway and so my second one um so you brought up that Bellamy's CPR um was not ideal and so yes Bellamy's CPR was too fast um you actually one one helpful thing if you were doing cpr i mean it's it's supposed to be fast it's supposed to be about 100 to 120 um compressions per minute um but bellamy was going way too fast and what he should have done was listen to murphy's ipod or zune or whatever the fuck he found and it's actually uh one song that you can use to use the beat of uh in order to to perform chest compressions is staying alive um which is kind of funny. Um, BG's staying alive. It's BG's, right? It's yeah. It's yeah. hilariously on point, which um, is great. That that song is actually, and I think you can also use "Beat It," but I, which is also pretty great. Um, if you're Michael Jackson's "Beat It," uh, I'm 99 percent sure that one too. But but definitely BG's um, "Staying Alive" is. The but doesn't it feel like if if you decide to like do "Beat It" to it, you're like want the person to die. You're like not rooting for them. <laughs> or you're trying to it's beat, like, beat their heart, like. Okay, I can see that. Okay. But more, I, I guess this one is like, beat it. Like, don't come back. I have to do this. People are watching. Don't come back. Get the fuck out of here, Clark. God. <laughs> um, it was too fast. And the other thing is like, you give two rescue breaths to start, unless it's changed, because it always changes. Yeah. Um, how did Bellamy remember Morse code, but not CPR? I mean, maybe he got like the old CPR, because it used to be like, um, maybe it was like, four five. to every breath five to yeah. every breath but then it was just like oh that doesn't actually help that much so give two rescue breaths and just do chest compressions also until, you have like, to tilt their head back otherwise you're just you breathing into their it. esophagus like you have yes. to tilt their head back to open up the throat nobody ever does accurate fucking cpr god damn it yeah honestly well, I, the only reason i know cpr um and it's not because i loved baywatch as a child um, no, of but course it's not. That could be our I, movie reference, even though it's TV. <laughs> like, it's fine. Baywatch. I it's mean, fine. Baywatch was a great show. I don't care what was anybody it? says. It was great. <laughs> were, you a Hass- were you a Hasselhoff fan? No, I liked his son, Hobie. <laughs> I was not aware there was a son on the show. I've actually never seen Baywatch. Oh, it was so sad when he grew up and wasn't hot anymore. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Uh, but like it was, it was fun. It was, it was like a, a procedural before procedurals, in like in a very like informal way that was fun. Um, but so I'm from San Diego. Mm-hmm. So what you do in high school for the summer is you become a lifeguard. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to become a lifeguard, and I was like, no, I want to be like a real, real lifeguard. I want to be like a San Diego County lifeguard. So I had to go to like lifeguard school, and I went through all of it, and I even like the the. The, my, the three mile test run or whatever it was 
And that was like the hardest part. I like died running that because it was the middle of summer. Um, and so I, um, after that, I, the next day I had to go to my friend's confirmation and be her. Wait, wait what do you mean I confirmation? Oh, comfort. So if you're Catholic, oh, okay, um, which okay. I was raised Catholic, um, in high school, you have like a confirmation where you're like, yes, I will believe in God and all of this nonsense or sense if you believe it. Um, and you, so I, I had already gone through that, but my friend was going through that and she chose me as, I think as a sponsor or like a, not a fairy godmother, but someone who's there as like a support. It's like an official role. And so I told like the lifeguard people, I was like, well, I have to go to, and they're like, oh no, if you miss anything, you have to do everything all over again. And it sucked. And I had to, I didn't become a lifeguard because I had to, I had this commitment that I had to do. And so my fucking three mile run test was for nothing. <laughs> you have to run three miles no, it's never to be like, a lifeguard? Yeah, it was something like ridiculous how, how goddamn yeah. far are you like don't they have lifeguard stations like every like hundred yards like that's the yeah i don't listen i, really I don't know from know san diego maybe it was a mile but i just remember being like it was really hard and having i was playing like two at least two sports at the time so i feel like a mile was would not yeah. have like phased me but three miles would have um but anyways like it was I was so mad that there was like no flexibility with me like being able to like make up any of it. Um, and anyways, that's how I learned CPR and first aid and a bunch of other things that were actually really helpful. If you want to know this stuff, you should definitely like become a lifeguard or at least train to become a lifeguard because I found these things like super helpful in life. If not just to like point up being yeah. like, that's wrong. No, I can't even <laughs> imagine being like a professional of some sort. Like I always joke about, you know, them saying like enhance on a computer and you're like there's you can't enhance a finite resolution of something like that's not how that works but like being a doctor like my mom would never be able like she would leave the room my dad watched house because she was a doctor and was like that's not no that's not and cc uh capital chick the lawyer um will not watch any legal dramas because she's like that's not even a that's not how that works um so that's why I like X-Files had a scene where, um, this is early, maybe season two, one or two, where someone's like, can you increase the size of the, the, the they were like on like surveillance footage and, and they're like, no, the resolution isn't good enough. And Thank I was like, you. yes, <laughs> uh, finally something that makes sense. But yeah, CSI will be like, yes, we will zoom in as if this is like a 12,000 DPI, yeah. like no. whatever. Oh no um pixels yeah i've got i've got nothing else i feel like we went on so many tangents with this with this episode because shaheen wasn't here to ask like pointed questions um so <laughs> um do you have anything else about the show before we wrap it up to tea, a recommendation of some sort i don't know i think my only other note was about the editing which i already kind of talked about but like yeah i, I think there's been like some weird weirdness which hasn't really bothered me but only because like those storylines aren't storylines that I'm like interested in or care about. So I, it hasn't bothered me that they've been cut down. Um, but I think the more that the, our storylines converge and the more it yeah. seems like, Oh, well, why is, why is this person seen this way? Why is that this? Um, the more I'm realizing that things were cut and it might affect the continuity of the coming episodes, um, which would be annoying. So we'll yeah. see, we'll see if that's, 
yeah, yeah and I, I hope that they unfuck the, the flame storyline um because it yeah. <sighs> but i just don't know how they can unfuck it at this point like like i, I don't know <laughs> just, just i guess like the only way i can see it is like all of so so yeah the primes going into it and then like all of our characters going into it at some point instead of dying i don't know i guess i don't know uh, yeah it's it, yeah it's, what, i guess i guess we'll find out um we've only got what three more episodes um which is fucking wild we're almost done with the season um, i know and the pacing has held which is weird what has the, the pacing yeah yeah it's been it's been i'm I'm ready for dioza to come back i'm ready for dioza to come back oh, with her fully sure. grown child um yeah yeah i'm ready for that uh tv shows books movies games anything to recommend oh well you were gonna talk about letter kenny oh yeah again again well so i just added letter kenny and harlots again because that's all we've been watching um because letter kenny is amazing and harlots is amazing um neither of them are sci-fi but everyone should watch them and you <laughs> you've started letter kenny too right oh i love it it's it's hilarious especially like if you grew up or went to college with or knew like hockey boys it's accurate and the, hockey, the hockey stuff is accurate Canadian hockey boys it's so accurate to the point where like i thought it was just like our hockey boys in college that were like that and like and they were just like they were good guys they really were um but the way they just like talk i'd be like i don't understand what they're saying <laughs> and so watching letter kenny i was like oh my god this is like a hockey boy language and it's hilarious anyways like letter kenny is a weird show you're probably gonna watch the first episode and be like, "What the fuck?" Like, oh. But if you make it to but like a few episodes in, four, you're you're yeah, and you get the flavor of it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. you get the lay of the land. Um, exactly. And so yeah, I recommend that too. And okay, I will talk about Veronica Mars for two seconds. Um, yes, please. I haven't actually watched the new one, but I have been. I have seen. I have. Yeah. Seen. Um, if you have never watched Veronica Mars, um. I guess, I mean, it's all on Hulu now. The movie's on HBO. Um, so if you have HBO, you can HBO go it. Um, so I liked the new season in a sense. The word, Did you watch the whole thing already? I watched the whole thing, yeah. Jesus um, Christ. That's when I was like, I disappeared on Slack was because I was, um, I didn't want to see, oh, I don't see, see CC and I thought that you were getting laid. Like yeah, every time you disappear on Slack, I'm like, the time. Bubs is out there getting um, it. But yeah, so I... You were not. I was not invested in certain things um, in the same way. I liked it. I I love Veronica Mars. And in this whole like week since I... Like I, I finished... I did a rewatch. And since I finished that, like I would be sitting there being like, I need to put on a show in the background while I work on my puzzle. Um, and, I, and every time I was like, oh, Veronica Mars. Oh, wait, no, I finished it. And the new one's not out yet. So it is like, it is fun. Like the characters are fun. Um, you love them. And so the new season I thought was, um, there was a lot of things I really liked. And I liked, the, I thought the mystery was good. Um, I liked the, the guest characters. Um, but um, I didn't, a lot of reviewers called it like dark and gritty. And I was like, I, I, to me, it didn't seem that much darker than like the original Veronica Mars. Um, I think just that like she's older. 
Um, so the content has aged with her the way that a Harry Potter book would with its character. Oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah, and so I didn't think it was like super dark. But there's something that happens in the very last part of the last episode that is pretty not cool, um, especially if you're a longtime fan. Um, so I guess what I would say is if you loved Veronica Mars or if you just want to like check it out, I would say like watch everything and then just stop like three quarters five minutes away. before it ends. Yeah, yeah, basically like five minutes before it ends. Just just stop. Just that's the end. Just be that, like that's, that's the, the end. end. Nothing bad ever really long ever happened to be on there. Yeah, it's just really okay. long credits. Um and just end it there and then you'll enjoy it. Um there was a lot of great like Veronica Logan content. Um just stop it before yeah five minutes before and i think you can still enjoy it um yeah i guess that's all i'll say <laughs> um and check out letter kenny yes thank you for yeah. thank you for uh supporting my letter kenny dreams i've actually yeah. we just started we just finished like all of the ones on hulu like three days ago and last night we were looking for something to watch after harlots and i was like fuck it let's just watch letter kenny again like let's just put that on loop we have like a backlog of shows to watch like i haven't watched any of the new star trek discovery this past season anything i'm like you know what let's just let's just go back to rural canada and give our balls a tug um <laughs> no i totally get that though because i have those moments where you just need to be cozy exactly and like when you run out of your cozy you have to go back yeah you gotta be cozy again um all right, so next episode, we are going to be talking about The 100, Season 6, Episode 11, directed by the man himself, Bob Morley. Mr. Um, Eliza Taylor. Mr. Eliza Taylor. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, sorry. Redo that. Um, <laughs> or just leave it in, Shaheen. I don't care. But Mr. Eliza Taylor himself, Bob Morley. Um, and, yeah, is it – so tentative tease um, – we might have a well, a, a a an old friend of the podcast, uh, possibly coming on. Have you talked with? Have you talked with Cece about this? Spoiler: It's Cece because Cece is in New York, and she and Bubs can record in the same location. Because I mean, she I think she said yes. She, she did said say she'd yes. make it work. Yeah. Okay, so it's gonna happen. Next so microphone. So if she needs to borrow and stuff, or well, I don't know. I guess we'll record together again. Yeah, I'll, we'll work with her. Um. Because I think for our tracks, it's better to do it on separate things. But, like, we've recorded together and that worked just fine. Yeah, so, you guys will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cece will be on the next episode. Um, yay! yay. Uh, that's, I think, all I've got. This was a ramble and a half. I have no idea what we talked about. Um, with apologies to Shaheen, who has to edit this. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Cool. <laughs> Bye.